0: It's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for, uh, well, Friday, July 7th, with your hosts, uh, well, my handsome young man son here, young Jack, son. he's that too, and uh, and his fat, bawling dad, Ray. How's everybody doing today?
1: Pops, I feel a little lonely on this Friday. I mean, I love you. I love you. I care about you deeply, intimately. You are my father. It's awesome. But I think we need some guests. How about my second father and a uh, – uh, well, she works on the team, so I can't actually say anything yeah. potentially there. Brandon, we don't actually professionally <laughs> work together, so I can call my second father. Kimberly, that's an HR violation. I, I, I'm pretty if sure. I go you there. No, I'm I'm pretty thought you sure
2: were talking it. about Kimberly when you said second father, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. No, in. I'm, I'm in. thinking
0: – Brandon is more like uh, your brother from a different mother.
1: Yeah,
2: I think we're
0: only
1: a couple of years apart. <laughs> yeah. Kimberly, yeah. how are you? Brandon, how are you? Thank you both for being here. Kimberly, yeah, good. Nice Thanks
2: for letting me come on again.
3: Time. Yes. I'm very excited to be here with all of you today and to hear what everyone has to say about the used car market
0: nightmare.
1: Yeah, we're going to kick things off there. So there's. I thought, I thought it was chaos. There is chaos and a nightmare. Oh, oh okay. Crisis.
2: A- Crisis is the word.
1: Well, no, my dad Apocalypse? vetoed Crisis when I was, right. and he yeah, vetoed I, Apocalypse too. Yeah, I,
2: but I
0: did want to go with Armageddon. He did want to go with Armageddon.
1: <laughs> Here's the deal, gang. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. We've got two very interesting things happening in the used car market. One is wholesale prices continue to go down, right? We see this in the latest black yes. data. I can pull it up on the screen if we all want to look at it, but, but wholesale used car prices keep going down. That's one side of the story. Yes. The other side are economists, industry experts. They're now coming out and saying it might take many years. What was the quote? Was it 2028? Is that what I read? Something like that. Yeah. It might not be until 2028 that used car prices actually fall. Brandon, I'll kick this to you first. You talk about this a lot on your channel. Car questions answered again if you haven't checked out. Brandon's channel, you absolutely should. What do you make of this? Wholesale prices falling. Experts, industry experts saying "Eh, it's about a four-year wait before used car prices are going to come down.
2: So, I mean, obviously stupid for them to say before prices come down because they're coming down right now. They came down last month. They are coming down this month. Um, So I guess it's just the perspective of what they're putting whether it's going to come down to the norm is probably more what they're trying to lean into for a thought. At least let's give them the the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, But because prices are coming down, wholesale data is showing it. We're seeing it at auctions right now. Um, stuff that we could buy. I mean, I buy cheaper stuff, but stuff that we were having to buy for $3,000, even three or four months ago, it's $2,000 this week. So um, it's it's, it's already dropping and it's dropping in a meaningful way to where we're able to buy stuff. We're seeing fewer dealers at auctions. Um, The big problem and uh, to their credit and to to kind of raise credit of what can actually keep these prices elevated and what is keeping these prices elevated there's there's still there's no there's no inventory it's it's nowhere so the trade-ins aren't there from these new car dealers now we're seeing that uh maybe they're doing some stuff to try to sell some more new cars which is going to increase trade-ins so um that's what we want them to do we want them to sell more cars um and, uh, and that way we can get more trade-ins. That's going to help the inventory levels at auctions. And then it's going to help used car prices come down, but it's all in the hands of the new car dealers, whatever they want to do. If they want to sell more cars, then we can get more cars. But if they want to stay stubborn and keep their prices elevated, then it's going to hurt the whole market.
0: Well, you know, it, it, it everything boils down to inventory right. and we've, We've been speaking for years now that that there is a a shortage of the I don't know one two three year old higher quality lower mileage used cars and those correct me if I'm wrong Brandon but those I believe are still bringing all the money at the auctions
2: and then um, some yeah
0: and then some uh, so so on one two and three year old cars you're probably not going to see any real decline in retail asking prices for those anytime soon. But it appears as if we're starting to see a decline, a a real meaningful decline in the wholesale values of the slightly older cars than that, that are getting sold at the auctions. And so conversely, we should see some decline in retail prices there. Can yeah, i can i keep up
1: the one? Oh, go for it brandon go for
2: it yeah I was, what i was gonna say is mid-tier stuff and lower end stuff it's getting hit a little bit harder the reason why the higher end stuff is still going to bring um the uh, these crazy prices and it's not going to come down as quickly as the lower tier stuff is because the uh the new vehicles that are coming out the new the new vehicles that are sitting on lots um it's still so elevated that it's pushing people that used to buy a new car every three to four years they're having to actually buy something now that's one to two years old because they can't get into that price range of. I mean these these trucks are still seventy eighty thousand dollars. So so someone who wanted to buy that new Ford F one fifty every couple years or whatever, they're now getting pushed into a truck that's $50,000. And in which case that's a year or two years old. So it's going to increase the demand for that um, while the demand for the newer side is down. So I mean, up, I mean down, sorry. So as the newer uh, vehicle uh, prices can come down, that's going to push the higher end used car market down. But I mean, they're wanting to keep MSRPs high. So that's the one, two, three-year-old stuff is going to stay high for a very long time.
1: Kimberly, I want to ask you a question here that ties into, so if we've got wholesale prices going down just in general, like you guys are saying that for one, two, three year old stuff, it's still getting all the money at the auction, but like even those, the the general trend is slowly but surely down. There's more volatility in some of the cheaper stuff. Got it. So generally speaking, wholesale prices are going down the area, Kimberly, where we're seeing that manifest itself the most. Trade-ins, valuations for trade-ins have plummeted. Even even for the newer stuff, valuations for trade-ins have fallen dramatically. We see this, we have on caredgecom sell. We help thousands of people every month sell cars and we see the numbers. My question for you, Kimberly: you pair that with the fact that more banks are getting out of the fight, the auto finance industry. What are you doing in the back office to get people into, in, into cars? Right? Like Brandon's saying we gotta get this. Is, this is the conundrum I'm having, Kimberly. Brandon's saying you got to sell more new cars to get used car prices to go back down. That's gonna take a long time, but it, I agree with him. We got to get more more cars. Then Kimberly, you're in the F and I office trying to get someone into a deal, but they're trading. They might be five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars underwater. How do you do? And there's less lenders. How do you do it?
3: Yeah, and we're also seeing uh, more and more upside downness. Underwaterness, if you will. So yeah, negative equity, people are rolling in negative equity. Um, so to combat that, I'm going to say, Mr. And Mrs. Buyer, I need more cash down. I got to get this deal bought for you because believe it or not, there are so many people out there that don't grasp this, that when you walk, so many people walk into the dealership and want a newer car for the same payment or less. Especially now, than what they're currently paying. Well, I'm trading this in because I got to get a lower payment, but the interest rates are so high. Now you're rolling in negative equity. Are you really going to have a lower payment? It's going to be, a, you're going to have to come to the table with more cash. And listening to Brandon and Ray talk, my mind is just going interest rate, interest rate, interest rate because you've got these used vehicles. Again, a lot of people are not realizing that once you get beyond, as Ray says, that one to three year mark, um, your interest rates are going to be pretty high. They're going to be high on used vehicles. So the older the vehicle, the higher the mileage, the higher the interest rates and interest rates are already high. So I would be looking for a new car with an incentive with an APR subvented incentive,
1: That's I think you're going to see a, would be doing. I think you're going to see Kimberly a big push back to leasing. Like I think that that feels like the most obvious answer to solve the used car market problems, turns inventory over, gets people into a payment.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I think last month leasing penetration went up. Um I think it it broke 20% of all the all the vehicles sold last month, which was up from like 17% the month prior. Still far below where it had been in the past. Typically um, leases accounted for about 30 to 33% of all vehicles sold. Um, And at least if you put people in in a lease situation, you're bringing them back every 36 months to 48 months because they have to get another car.
1: I think, though, Brandon, I've got a question for you because I watch your videos, right? We're we're huge fans of the channel, and you know we talk a lot about. I'm not I'm not saying you've you've done this recently. I'll I'll use myself as an example. You know, prices are going to crash or prices are going to go down. You and I have an ongoing bet with my dad, and we actually have a steak dinner scheduled for Monday night. I have no clue who's <laughs> paying for it. To be honest, we're going to debate that. Maybe. But I, I guess I say that too, hmm. Brandon because the the time scale here is where I want to get your input on. Are we talking about? And I saw I saw comments in the chat already come through. Are we talking about prices normalizing over the next couple of weeks, months, years, decades? Like, what do you think about that? May, so may if, I?
0: Be, before you answer, Brandon, let me. I just want to. give giving you the finger to the screen. I right? am giving you the <laughs> finger to the screen, but it's the right finger. It's the index finger. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think. I I think you have to define what normalized is. So, are when you're saying
1: it's this, it's this from from Cope. I've been waiting a long time, and the numbers are still too crazy. How long before things go back to normal? I don't know what's normal, but like this is the question we get hit with day in day out: is when's it going to go back to normal? I don't
0: know. But my 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 definition of normal for these people, I think most people are suggesting pre-COVID pricing would you agree that that's what people are thinking brandon that's what a lot of people
2: i feel like are waiting for and that's we're never going to see that again i don't think we're ever going to see that and we have we have a a few different arguments right here so my my thing is that there's just going to be a slow trend down because even the lack of inventory is not going to outweigh the lack of demand that's out there um and that's that's my opinion um so and uh, so when you talk about prices going down, there there are people that that want to hear crash. They want to hear these these catchwords or whatever. There's not going to be a crash. There's not enough inventory for it. There's nothing that's going to surge um, inventory into the system that's going to give a crash. And that's that's what I've been saying all along. But people want yeah. to hear me say that. They want to hear me say, "Oh, there's going to be this big price whoosh down" or whatever. Um, now there, I mean you look at something like the 2008 financial crisis and even if we have a crisis similar to that in the in the car market as far as what these repos and the defaults are coming up on um for the housing market to bottom it took 3 years it didn't bottom until 2011 so bubbles take long and very long time to deflate now the car market's going to move so much quicker than than the housing market ever could But even if there is some kind of massive crash, massive inventory surge because of these repos, these these all loan defaults that are coming up into the system, it's still going to take a long time for these dealers to say, "Okay, we can't sell at this price." All right, well, we'll wait thirty days. We'll lower prices. All right, we'll wait thirty days. We'll lower prices, and um, dealers. They're very reactionary and they have to move pretty quickly, but they have to be pinched first to do that. And they're not necessarily pinched yet, but we could be coming up on a time where where they are going to get pinched. But um, even when the bad dealers that are that are over leveraged and they don't know how to manage money, even when they have to um, dump a ton, a ton of inventory because our floor plans are coming due, it's still not going to throw enough inventory into the system to crash the market. So. I, I, I can't see any, any scenario where the market crashes. Now, it might be that, all right, from today's point to December of this year, there might be a 30% correction, but it's not going to happen overnight. So you could call that a crash over 2023. But it's not going to feel like a crash because there's going to be 5% down this month. There's going to be 5% down next month. There's going to be 5% <laughs> down a month after that. And it's not going to ever feel like a crash. And people are going to can just consistently say, well, I'm not seeing prices go down right now because uh, a used vehicle might have been $10,000 and now it's lowered to uh, uh, $9,500. And that's a 5% correction. But people are really not going to feel that um, all that much because it's just a a such a small drop compared to comparatively to where the the rise was because that car that's ten thousand dollars today it was sixty five hundred dollars before the pandemic and that that five dollar that five hundred dollar drop doesn't mean anything when it's still a sixty five hundred dollar car from what people are used to and they're going to feel like prices still aren't dropping and stuff still elevated even though yes prices are still dropping Do you mind
3: if I read this real quick, Zach? This is what you were talking about at the very beginning, I think from this article, Cox analysts predict the used car supply will start to recover around 2025, but it won't be back to 2019 levels until 2028. And they don't think costs will ever normalize even as the supply of vehicles does. I I think this is all very fascinating. I
1: really do. They're all interconnected. That's a the long that's, time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a long time. But the thing that, that it's like, what are the incentives? I'm trying to understand if I'm an automaker, if I'm a dealer, if I'm a consumer, like what are my incentives here? So consumers are starting to demand cheaper means of transportation. However, it's like, you're talking out of one side of your mouth and then talking out of the other, I can, let me pull it up on the screen. Like, how can we see headlines such as this one? Bear with me, gang, three, two, one. How can we see headlines like this that are showing that Ford Q2 deliveries rose 10% at the highest F Series sales since 2020? Like we've been talking about, yeah, the Ford brand achieved a 17% increase uh, to market's seventh consecutive monthly gain in six straight months. And this is the same brand. And it's the same brand. And Brandon, I saw you raise your hand. This is the same <laughs> brand whose average transaction price has gone up. 25 30 percent. i mean their msrps are up late, like it's like one part of me says the incentive for the consumer is cheaper means of transportation because then the incentive for the automaker would be to make cheaper means of, of transportation but automakers have made more expensive means of transportation and then their sales keep going up like we're never going back to normal if that's what it is
2: so so i've got i've got the answer for this and i've talked I, about this on a couple of my videos before so sales are up over 10%, right? Uh, Year over year. But what's the inventory level up percentage wise a year over year? It might be at a lot of these dealerships, a hundred percent. So sales should not be up 10%. They should be knocking the cover off the ball right now. If if you're looking at the amount of inventory they have comparatively to what they had last year, what they had two years ago. So yeah, if these dealerships, um, they had I mean, two years ago, they had 10 F-150s on their dealership and they've sold 10 out of 10 and then have some ordered, right? But now you fast forward to right now, and they have a hundred F-150s on a lot, but they're selling 20. So I mean, you can say there's a hundred percent increase, but they're selling twenty percent of their their total inventory. So they should not be up 10%. They should be knocking the cover off the ball because they have this inventory that's just readily available. And they're they're not doing it. They're they're increasing by 10%.
1: And then you look at places like you know I was literally yesterday I was at the the Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealership that we're hosting the first ever Car Edge sales event. You two are both invited um, in Staten <laughs> Island on August twelfth. You'll be hearing more and more about that. And I'm sitting down negotiating prices for our members, and I'm literally sitting there with the Subaru dealer uh, dealership manager, and I'm sitting there with the CDJR dealership manager. And and the Subaru, for example, he's like, Zach, I literally, I don't have a single cross-track. So I'm like, all right, you know what? If you even have a cross-track day of the event, it's MSRP. You're not marked up, but it's MSRP. And then we're looking at each other and it's like, all right, what can you do to help me move Solaris? I'm like, what's the lowest price you (laughs) can give me on a Solera? Like give me your your final, your best and final. So Brandon, I'm hearing what you're saying. like, And trust me, on the CDJR side, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram side. They want to get rid of Pacifica's, man. I'm like, "Great, we're going to help you sell out Pacifica's because we're just going to give people a smart price." So I am seeing with some of the automakers for some of the inventory mix. They're experiencing that exactly. It's like, "Holy cow, yeah, maybe we're selling one, you know, one more unit, but we've got 10 more units sitting around. What are we doing here?" And then I keep coming back to the experience that everyone's going to have when they go into the F&I office to talk to Kimberly. And she's like, "Oh, great news. I got you approved for 13%." It's like, "What?" It's not that many people yeah. who are going to actually yeah. make it out of there driving <laughs> off on their new
3: car. I know. Always beware. Always beware of the finance manager. You may be getting a great deal on the front, but um, make sure you know. You know, speak the language in the finance office. But also, Subaru, like you said, Zach, the headlines: Subaru U.S. sales spike 28 percent. Kia reports record sales as of July fifth. You know, it, it remember? Didn't we buy that website? Stop buying cars.
1: Yeah. Didn't
2: we? Yes. I think Stop we did. buying cars.
1: I think it's still online. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's let's compare the numbers to 2019. Let's do that instead of 2020, 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I think that could be
1: a weekend. That could be a weekend project for me yeah. to to do a little bit of digging. What were we're actually we're helping out um, uh, a reporter over at the Autopian, really great website. They they publish a lot of interesting stuff. We're pulling some data for him right now. He's doing an analysis of inventory levels of entry level trims for various manufacturers historically, because mm-hmm. there's starting to be it seems like entry level options starting to crop back up because OEMs are realizing people can't afford to be buying all these crazy expensive vehicles that they've produced. One other thing on 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 kind of to close out Q two. Kimberly, put you on the spot here. What percentage right. of new cars sold last quarter? Was it last quarter or last month? I think it was last quarter. La- Damn it, I wish I knew. Last quarter or last month do you think were fleet sales? And I'm going to pull it up so I can oh. make sure I have let's I don't it
3: know.
1: It was for the month. Uh, it was I for the month. The last month, what percentage? Was last it one month, in 10 new yeah, was it 1 in 10 new cars sold was to a fleet customer, 1 in 5, 1 in 3? Every fleet, every car sold was a fleet customer. What do you think? We're going to Brandon's oh guess.
3: Yeah, I, I really have no idea. I'm going to go 1 in 10. I'm thinking fleet sales are low.
1: 10%. Okay. What do you think, Brandon?
0: 30%. 30%? Uh, I, I know the answer. You guys are
2: <laughs> right in the
1: middle. 20% of new cars sold last month. We're fleet, sales. we're fleet sales. That oh, has gone up every single month, month over month for this year. We're back to pre-pandemic times on that front, which is definitely an indication that, okay, we're selling more new cars. But to who? Fleet customers.
0: Well, yes and no. And, and you know, because I keep saying one of the reasons that that sales are up as much as they are is because the fleet business is back up. Having said that, I mean, new car sales on the retail side, I think we're up, what 2.9% overall, yep. uh, above and beyond what the retail what the fleet gain was. Uh, and and when, you, when you factor that in, you, you're seeing that all this growth that these manufacturers are talking about is really being fueled more on the fleet side of business than on the regular retail side of business. Uh, to Brandon's point, if if you had 10 F-150s in a given month and you sold all 10, that was great. Well, now if you have 100 and you're selling 20, well, you still have 80 left over. And what we're seeing is that inventories are building up on dealers' lots. We were at the Ford dealership down here. They had plenty of F-150s. Uh, and they also had a number of fleet vehicles yeah. that were sitting there waiting to be picked up. If it wasn't for fleet sales, the gains wouldn't seem as significant. And the retail side of things—a 2.9% gain when you've increased your, up when you've increased your inventory by 80 or 90%. Um, that ultimately, to me, if you look deeply into the numbers, spells trouble down the road because that inventory is just going to continue to keep the retail side of inventory is going to continue to keep building. And at a certain point, we would think, uh, historically speaking, anyway, that the manufacturers are going to have to increase the size of their incentives or put more mm-hmm. money towards leasing to start moving mm-hmm. these vehicles on the
2: retail And yes. 2024, are yes. coming out like now. Yes. Just oh, of yeah. course.
1: Yeah, the model turnover is already starting. All right, one other topic, and I want to touch on, and then it's Fridays. So if you're unfamiliar here, it's been a – been. A, we weren't on last Friday. You and I were on a quick little trip, which was quite fun. So thank you, everyone, for letting us do that. But on Fridays, we like to do wins of the week. Yes. So Brandon, Pops, I don't know if either of you guys have thought about your win from the week, but let's please make sure. I'll give you about 60 seconds to oh, think well, about it. One. Kimberly, I know, comes prepared with a win <laughs> of the week. Thank you, Kimberly. <laughs> we got a, another lender pulling out of indirect auto loans, Fifth Thirds Bank on in the West Coast. Yeah, um, this information mm-hmm. was originally published on Twitter from car dealership guy got picked up in auto news and everything got verified. This is another bank that is saying, you know what, we're disinterested in working or putting our money to work financing auto loans. This comes on the heels of big asset backed securities deals where people are getting out of auto loans. It just makes you wonder that as consumers, it's going to be more and more difficult to find financing options when you go to the dealership to buy. And I think it's more imperative than ever before. Go to the credit union down the street, get a pre-approval. If you can pay in cash, obviously paying cash. But we've seen now another major lender say, you know what? We're disinterested. And I think that's another indication of trouble, you know, trouble ahead.
3: Yeah. Kimberly, oh, Kimberly what do you think of that? So uh, Fifth Third Bank. Based out of Ohio, I know Fifth Third well. I've used them uh, many times in the past. They pulled out of the western states, saying that hey, we're just we're just not getting the volume from the western states. Uh, we are going to stick with dealerships though in indirect lending on the eastern coast. I was never a big fan of Fifth Third. Their rates were always high. They're not bendable. They're extremely rigid and strict with their guidelines. Um, not a big fan. I, when I when I saw this, I thought eh. So it's fifth third you know they don't get huge volume from indirect lending but they do make a lot of money still from it so um yeah i will say that and from my resources i'm hearing that we're still losing subprime lenders too um and and fifth third was always a gray to prime market maybe a 680 and above 690 and above But Mm -hmm. that's what's really worries me. You guys is losing these subprime banks too. And, and the fifth thirds and the citizens kind of banks. So yeah, you're right. Just another one leaving. I do have a tip of the day. If I could throw that in really, really fast, that has to do with, uh, something that I've dealt with the past two weeks with several people asking me, listen, do your research on incentives on a new car before you get to the dealership. Had a lot of people coming out of the finance office going, well, two days later, I was looking at my paper and I didn't get that 3.9 or that 4.9 that, you know, why, why didn't they tell me they don't have to tell you, I want you to be empowered before you go in there and you tell them, I know what the interest rate is for this subvented APR. That's my tip of the day, but yeah, there goes another one, fifth, third bank.
1: Yeah, it's almost like we got to start keeping track in a spreadsheet or something or another and, you know, just cross them off. We're going to get yeah. new uh, every every month and every quarter we get new delinquency data. And one of, the, one of the financial institutions I'm looking forward to seeing, Credit Acceptance Corporation, they have just massively increased their loan loss provisions every single quarter. They're publicly traded. We should yeah. have earnings from them. I think it's at either the end of this month or beginning of next month. That'll be another indicator of like, oh, crap, maybe some trouble ahead in the sub.
2: Yeah, so one of the auctions that I go to that I show on my channel and recently talking about a lot of repos, um, credit acceptance, I would say, is probably number two just to Wells Fargo as far as how many repos I'm seeing. Now, this is one particular auction on, in the country, so there's just anecdotal uh, evidence, but um, as far as the amount of repos that we're actually seeing them run through the auction, it's... It's significant. There, are, there, are a ton. It's like it's Wells Fargo. It's credit acceptance. Um, we see some Capital One, but it's those are the big two right now that I'm seeing. And
0: and and if I can, I, I would think as far as Fifth Third Bank is concerned, yeah. Um, I, I think this is just a precursor to them getting out of the uh, yeah. auto lending altogether. Yeah. Um, you first you start by cutting off your the the dealers in the Western portion of the United States, yeah. and then, you know, not too long later you're going to go well, we're just out of that business altogether
1: yeah we've so, seen we've seen a I few agree. financial institutions make that decision all right one of these days we're going to have a broader more in-depth conversation about the finance piece of all this because there's so many thoughts going through my head but we're going to switch gears we're going to talk about wins and while each of you are preparing your wins i am going to pull something up on the screen very quickly caredgecom community 100 percent free community forum one of the channels is the success stories channel. This channel has look at that guys. Almost 28,000 members in it. Wow. Okay, if you want a safe space where you can share success stories and wins with fellow consumers, CarEdge members, customer advocates, go to caredge.com/community. Let's just click on the first one here. This comes from drumroll please. Jenny i bought my brand new x5 looks like she's got some love from kimberly here and hunter so please again my prelude to the success stories part of today's show is go make yourself aware of the community form 100 free everything that is on there kimberly you want to kick us off with wins from the week
3: okay so it is from success stories this week and it's go it's going out to ian lodge Ian lodge from 11 days ago Uh, If you can find him there, but the reason that I'm giving him my win is because he spoke the magic words, just being familiar with the terminology and the overall culture of the car buying business gave me confidence to go in and do what I needed to do. So speaking the language, dropping the terms, um, gave him confidence and that makes me happy. So he's my win for the week.
1: Very oh, cool. done, and Well done. All right, Brandon. Good luck topping Ian. I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> uh,
2: well, mine's way better than that. Um, can I, <laughs> can I, uh, I can do a personal one there, right? I don't have to do uh, work. Sure. Of course. Anything. All right. Yeah. So um, obviously it was the 4th of July this week. Um, my son, we usually put him down like around 7.30, 8 o'clock. But on 4th of July, obviously we let him stay up so we can see the fireworks because so it doesn't get dark here until like 9 o'clock. So uh, we took him out. Uh, watch fireworks and just to see like I mean when you get older fireworks are nice or whatever but to see my four-year-old son lose his mind over these fireworks it's just it's I mean it's the little things and just uh being a dad it's a it's very very rewarding thing and it's uh it was uh nice to have that experience with him just to know that I mean he's getting older and uh I'm not gonna have a ton of those um, in in the future, but it's it's nice to have those those little moments here and there that we can make sure that we we remember. And it was it was it was awesome.
1: That's See great. why I, him? I love that. Yeah, I called him like my second dad? That's what well, I'm hoping. Well,
0: he's your brother from a different <laughs> mother. Stop it.
3: <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. That's yeah, awesome. that is that is. And, yeah, and, and I love or, that. And, and it and it never goes away, and it just gets better. Um, your win, pops. My win. So there is this artist that I adore. I adore her voice. I didn't necessarily adore her show, but I <laughs> adored her, I adore her voice. Her name is Melody Gardot. she's a jazz singer. She's originally from New Jersey, Philadelphia area, and currently and for years has lived in uh, France. And she just does a lot of softer, quieter type of music. So Sunday night, I finally, after all these years of wanting to see her, got to see her perform live at the Montreal Jazz Festival um, and just had a, a great time. And I actually had two wins because the night before we got to see a, a guitar group called uh, Rodrigo and Gabriella, who are just incredibly talented and i don't know where they get the strength um so my win was was spending some quality time at the uh, montreal jazz festival with my son and his girlfriend laura and uh, taking in a couple concerts and uh eating really well that was my win ladies and gentlemen that's awesome yeah
1: all right well around that yeah Yeah. i'll round us out i'm i'm incredibly proud of the sales event that we're working on the fact that yesterday I'll be back up there next week with, with my dad. Um, The fact that we convinced a dealership group to let us run it for a weekend is just continuing to blow my mind. The fact that I walked in there yesterday with an Excel spreadsheet and I said, here's what I think you should price your inventory. And they didn't tell me to go F myself. And they said, all right, fine. Um, Yeah, that's a huge win for me. I feel like, uh, I feel like we've, we've, we're on the cusp of doing something really special. You don't have to worry about anything. You just go in hang out with us buy car. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That's my win, win from the week.
0: Well, look at Absolutely. that. We're, we're just, if I may,
1: we are just a bunch of damn winners here today. Woo! <laughs> Hey, okay, well let's do this. Let's do this. Um Brandon, you're gonna be live on your channel, I think, in about thirty minutes. So if you're interested, jump yep. over to Brandon's channel. However, fifteen minutes before Brandon goes on, Pops and Justice <laughs> will be on Car Edge Electric. So yes. tune into Car Edge Electric first. At least for the first 15 minutes. Set them up maybe on two screens side <laughs> right by side. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And meanwhile, all you guys doing your YouTube oh, stuff, God. Kimberly and I are gonna go back to work all right okay. we got things yes. to do it's a weekend yes. on a high note yes we're going to go back to work all
0: yeah right. and don't forget we have promotions at car edge that Ooh. end today
1: yes CarEdge.com. um our, our july yeah. 4th promo ends today everything applies automatically but yes it does end at midnight tonight so please go take advantage of that all right yes thank okay. you brandon You got the promo in thank you kimberly thank,
3: thank you. you it was so fun being with all of you today so have a wonderful weekend
0: You you too, everybody.